Ad Astra Avisosk, and welcome to the episode. I'm Layla, and I would let Sucrose steal my breath of gratitude. I'm Monica, and I would let Sino perform his type 5. Today's commissions include a Windbloom recap, Cryo Impact, and us triggering the Welcome Back event. All right, we been a while. It's been almost exactly a month. Yeah, since our last episode, with good reason. The reason the is reason that we is were, we're tired. We we're touching grass. <laughs> we were we bro. T- breaking news: Yenchen players touch grass. LMAO. That's the real news discussion. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we've got banner updates. We had previous banner. We talked about it briefly in our last episode. Sign a rerun. Dia, uh, reveal. She's now on the standard banner. Did you pull? No. I haven't pulled on anything. <laughs> I have I have 130 wishes right now. <laughs> Just p- gently waiting for my C6 strongly. The saving life. I got to soft pity. Ooh. Because, and I, I was actively going for Dia, but like in my head, I was like, it's not urgent. She's going to be on the standard. She'll be rerun. Well, I actually don't know if she'll be rerun if she's on the standard now. Yeah, um, coaching never got her rerun that's, after that's being on, put onto standard. That's really I don't sad. Think- she hasn't been on the banner, on the event banner since I've been playing. But now that they're doing the pairs, maybe she will be. Maybe. Um, I already have a Sino. Didn't pull for Sino. Obviously did not get uh, Dia or else I would have. Opened with that. Opened with it. Shouted it from the rooftops. Um, and then, um, as of the time of recording last week, we're on the next half of the banner, which is Ayaka, Shenha, and the new four-star Mika. Are you pulling? I'm assuming not, to be honest. No, I'm not. I mean, I don't know much about Mika. I might take a look at his kit and see if I could throw a couple pulls. The problem is I'm saving up for Kave, mm, who's also a four-star character, who's going to be coming in the next banner, probably, speculatively. And so I don't know that I have it in my heart to pull for two four-star characters because they're, like, so much harder to guarantee. True. Um, R.I.P. Candace, I still don't have one. Aww. Someday, maybe. I, uh, Layla was there. I, uh, what's the word? I lost my 50-50 and I got D. Luke, which is a W because I've been getting a bunch of uh, ka-chings, basically, like, on every single banner all the time. Every time I lose my 50-50, Kaching or that one weapon that I have at R3. Skyward Spine! Yeah, you bro. have C5 Kaching yes. and like R3 Skyward Spine. The day I get C6 Kaching, I'm going to be very sad because I like to greet my standard banner. Like, oh, if I lose the event banner and I get a standard banner character, I like to, you know, not be upset about it. I don't want them to feel unwelcome, but I think. Once we're at C6, if we get any further kachings, it might be a little difficult to keep that spirit up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I am officially a Dulu Caver. It only took, what, like two years? Only. <laughs> um, And I will keep pulling until I get Mika or the Bannerans. That's where I'm at. Oh, nice. Okay, so you're are you pulling on the Ayaka or the Shunha banner, technically? either one <laughs> i don't really oh my god alternate pulls <laughs> yeah i don't feel strongly um my first time i've i already got one 
um, four star on the banner, and it was Ningguang, who I don't have C6 at. I don't have at C6, so I'm not upset. Not happy either, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, those are our banner updates. A little boring, not very zesty. I mean, it's very exciting that Layla has so many wishes saved, to be honest. Yeah, Windbloom, which is kind of like a good segue. Really handing those wishes out. Yeah, Just well, you're going to have to tell me all about Windbloom because I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, we really like are leaning into this community topic. Um, Windbloom was cute. This is actually the first Windbloom that I've ever, like, really knowingly participated in i did it last year but i don't remember it or oh. maybe they didn't have one last year wind bloom 2022 okay i looked up wind bloom 2022 and it says join us august 12th to 14th 2022 at the hyatt regency frisco texas so i think there's a misunderstanding that's here. so funny you gotta go to texas Where's yeah frisco? i'm not even sure they had one yeah, okay. They haven't had one since 1.4, which Wild. is before I played. And Frisco is a city in Collin and Denton counties in the U.S. state of Texas that's part of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Thank you. It's also what people call San Francisco if they're not from here. Yeah, I was scared for a second. Um, yeah, so that's what I thought. This is my first Windbloom, despite the fact that up until recently, <laughs> I had been playing like every day for everything. So that's interesting. They just decided to bring it back. Does that mean it would have been my first win blue? I think so. Wild. Well, I missed Unless it. You were playing so. in one point four. I absolutely was not. I started <laughs> playing, I think, in one point five because oh. Rosaria was introduced into this wind bloom, and then I got Rosaria. Oh my god! And people were like, "That's the new character." Imagine a world where people don't know about Rosaria. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. So wind bloom, cute. Um, really don't have a good understanding of how that festival is different from the other Mondstadt festivals, but you're supposed to like present wind blooms, which are like flowers to like loved ones to show appreciation. Or like if they do something for you, like you present them with your wind bloom. Um, as far as I know, it's not a real flower. Like it's just any flower given during wind bloom is a wind bloom flower. Cute. Um, and historically, historically <laughs> in the manga, in the graphic novel, uh, when Cole comes to Mondstadt the first time um, is during Windbloom. And they lean into that so hard this year. Maybe that's why they were like, we can't have another Windbloom without Cole. Oh, wait for But it's really cute. Um, Sino and Tainari accompany her to Mondstadt. Um, there's a really weird gimmick going on where they like take on fake identities because like, Sino doesn't want it misconstrued that like the academia sent him or blah 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 and so he's he calls himself like a member of the Sumeru Adventurers Guild like a really low-ranking member and then Tainari is like I'm just here to study mushrooms uh, the mushrooms that grow here I'm just a researcher and then I think Kale's the shtick was that she's like a traveling musician or something <laughs> it's very interesting um and they run into uh sucrose primarily and then like albedo and amber and eula um obviously amber are big friends with kale um but there's like a big threat am i'm just like narrating windbloom too no this, this is, is great okay i literally i did very little of it so okay there's just like a big thread of like amber and kale reuniting but like kale feeling really weird because like she owes so much of her like experiences in Mondstadt 
to Amber and she like always wanted to be a good person like Amber, but she doesn't feel like she can be. And so she's like coming off as really awkward to Amber and Amber. So understanding there's a point, uh, there's a point at which like Kale and Sucrose are doing something, which I'll get into what the main goal is. And Klee is like, Oh, shouldn't we go follow them? Like, is not your friend Amber. And Amber is like, you know what? I feel like right now Kale needs a friend who's not me. And like, I think Sucrose will be that person for her. And I was like, Oh God, good, good displays of emotional, like, uh, you know, struggles between friends. It was very, um, it was good. So I'm basically, feeling, uh, Oh, sorry. I was going to say that feeling when Amber is more emotionally mature than I am. Yeah. Mood, mood. I would never make that call. I would be like, "What's well, fucked up? They want don't want to hang out with me." Yeah. Um. The main goal of this is that Sucrose is collecting gratitude, like breaths of gratitude from people that she helps. This wind bloom instead of collecting wind blooms, which I think is weird, but it has something to do with her bioalchemy or whatever. 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 And people Very are consenting to giving them her does. breath, so it's fine. I'm sure, <laughs> but um. She's, like, looking through all this, and then she's talking to Kale about it, because they, like, get introduced, and then I think Kale finds this prophecy <laughs> in a book, and it's, like, you have to find the, I'm trying to do, remember this from memory, a flower that's not of this world, a person who never lies, the, like, unyielding guide, or the unwavering guide, and then the story for the ages or like the story of the millennia or something like that. And so basically they get everybody involved. Mona is there for some reason. <laughs> and they try and figure out like what all of those things are. And so you break off into like search parties to ask like a group of people for their thoughts on what X could be. So like they ask Albedo what he thinks the flower not of this world is. And then Sucrose gives her thoughts. And then um they asked Timaeus if he could be the person who never lies because I don't know if you remember this but um Timaeus met um Yinger from Liwe the woman who helps us with the perfume for Zhongli's funeral <laughs> and he like gets a little bit of a crush I and apparently it was very strange yeah apparently he swore to Barbados that he would like never tell another lie until like she was like he had the chance to tell her like how he felt because he was like, if I can be really truthful until then, then I can be truthful in my feelings for her weird concept, kind of cute. Um, and then like, they ask, you know, Mona, what's the story of the century because she's been like studying blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we follow a bunch of weird steps. Vendi kind of has to help us because he's like, Oh, you guys are going to require the like lantern blessed by Barbados for this. It just so happens. I might know where this is. So we like go on this thing. We end up on a floating Island above Mondstadt, what the not fuck? the city, but like somewhere in the, the cliffs. Conrad. And there's like chairs for people to sit at. And it's very clearly like the four people should be sitting, you know, based off the thing. And so, Albedo's like, okay, well, it doesn't look like anything's going to blow up if we get a wrong answer. So, like, let's just try guessing things. And I was like, nice. We're brute forcing this puzzle, which is how I would have done it. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they sit down. They end up sitting, like, Kale down as the um, unwavering guy. They sent Mona down as the centuries, like, story of the century. Um, Albedo for the flower, or Sucrose for the flower, and then Amber or whatever the last one is that I don't remember. <laughs> oh no, Timaeus for telling the truth. Um, 
And then they're like, nothing's happening, but like, it seems we got him right. And then Albedo switches place with Sucrose and it's still right. And so he's like, oh, the real puzzle is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> At which point some weird like megaphone basically starts up. And this woman who's supposedly been following them this whole time appears and is like, you did it. Like you solved the prophecy that I planted for you. Now I get to finally talk to A. And we're like, who's A? And then Clee's mom starts talking to us. And you're like, oh, like the letter A. Yeah, Alice. I was like, oh, yeah, we're in Mondstadt. They want to talk to A, the the fucking Inazuma god. Oh, my God. Imagine. No. A, the letter A. Yeah. Um. and so just like in pretty little liars yeah and then basically it's just like oh this girl who snuck the prophecy into the book because she couldn't quite figure it out is a disciple of n who was one of alice's friends and you find out that alice was in like a coven of powerful female witches who all used to like gather together for tea parties and then one day n left the group to get married and she was like i'm going to like renounce my immortality to be with my lover so like i'm not gonna see y'all anymore and so they wrote that poem basically as like a goodbye and they were like never forget the four of us um i think alice is the unwavering guide though i can't quite remember and that girl is a disciple of n who has been like trying to find out more about her master since she died and alice is like well I've hated all of her disciples, but you're pretty interesting, so I will talk to you. Anyways, I have to go. Bye, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's basically the story of Windbloom. She calls Clee a darling, yeah. her darling, and yeah. that made me cry. And then, um, yeah, it was very cute. Um, at one point, Timaeus is talking about his girlfriend, and Mona literally says, don't say another word about your girlfriend. I literally could not care less. <laughs> that's a that's it i'm trying to see what other i i live tweeted this to one of our friends uh i was talking about noelle's battle maid outfit having such boob physics which is crazy because eula was standing next to her in a blouse and somehow had less boob physics ah it's because eula's bra provides more support <laughs> so yeah it was funny a lot of the things were like uh Sino making a stupid joke and then everybody yeah. did panic to him but Albedo being like <laughs> no, I find this rather humorous and uh for some reason Mika was in it a little bit but like not really they basically they're like Mika can help us with the puzzle and Mika goes oh, I don't think I can be very helpful and then you don't see him again me that's me honestly I'm Mika that's why I gotta pull him yeah um... so it was fun that's wild. I feel like I should watch someone play it, but I'm also kind of like... You can definitely just Google the cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the move. I did watch the very first one. I did, like, the very first one, and I played the rhythm game, and then I was like, oh, I'll get to this later, later. this week, and I did not, so... Yeah. It's a mood. It was fun. People who played the original Windbloom, which was not me, were like, oh, it's so weird. Like, they really de-emphasized a lot of the things that make it a very Mondstadt festival. Like, you're supposed to pay tributes to, like, the wind for carrying the flowers or whatever. And, like, the statues of the Seven of Venti are supposed to be decorated and none of that happened. And I was like, rough. They heard three people from Sumeru was coming and they were like, we have to make this applicable to all nations. That's funny. Interesting. 
Oh, but yeah, wait, sorry, I'm caught up on Timaeus and Yinger. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timaeus was supposed to go to Leeway to pick her up, to take her to Windbloom, but because he was helping his friends with this, he was like, oh, you know, like, uh, I really love her, but, like, this, like, chance to be with my friends and solve this mystery is, like, very important to me, so I'm gonna write her a letter and tell her that I'm really sorry and, like, I understand if she doesn't want to come, and if she still does, then I'll come pick her up right after, and as he's about to, like, leave, to go pick her up after all this is done, she like walks into Mondstadt and is like, "Well, I had to just, like see these friends who are like more important than me," and everyone's like, "Oh, damn, that like, is hot girl probably. behavior." No, that's hot girl behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was Windbloom. Um, it's the last thing I have played in Genshin. I yeah. did not finish the 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 games. I I just didn't. Um, but I did get the flower claymore. I'm excited Yay. for Kave to have it. Uh, so yeah. Oh, is it Kaveh's? Well, it's pretty. That's fair. <laughs> it's pretty and flowery and kind of his color scheme. Um, okay. What is else going on? Oh, uh, Fungus Mechanicus is going on right now. I don't think either of us have started it. No, I also can't tell if it's literally just like a rerun of the it's... thing that happened a couple like months ago i watched a friend play the beginning of it it's slightly different um i don't know the, the mechanics quite yet but you have like a, a moba style camera oh okay yeah. but it's still with the mushroom yeah like, and you right? apparently like the your oh my god i'm awful i can't remember its name but your like main mushroom pal like comes back so it's like a continuation of i don't story. remember his name either i remember layla's mushroom friend it was twirly whirly whirly <laughs> um but yeah so that's exciting i we will talk about this more when we get in the community topic i think i'm gonna be playing fungus mechanicus but i'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself yeah i think that's good i think that's a great segue into the community topic which is (laughs) genshin burnout and general live game burnout but obviously this is a genshin podcast and i'm currently experiencing severe genshin burnout so yeah i am I have not, like, I have not had, like, an unbroken Genshin streak, but I have played Genshin probably, like, five out of seven days of the week, every week since I started playing. Um, I did go through, like, an initial phase of, like, not really being super into Genshin anymore sometime beginning of 2022, I want to say. Um, but I don't remember it lasting nearly this long and I don't remember it being nearly this bad. I was just like for two weeks interested in doing other things and I didn't feel like guilty about not playing Genshin really. And then I just came back to it cause I got interested in it again. Um, it was like around the end of the first patch, like right before Inazuma, I was like, naturally this is an exciting time. And since then I've been playing like nonstop. And then I went on vacation and I was going to be doing a bunch of stuff. I was going to be in Costa Rica. We were going to be like changing through a bunch of hostels and stuff. So I was like, I'm not going to bother trying to like play Genshin on vacation. I usually try and do my dailies at the bare minimum, but I was like, it's fine. And that like opened the floodgates for not being into like playing Genshin anymore. But the problem I'm having is that I'm feeling like weird guilt for no reason. Like I don't pay for Welkin Moon. So it's not like if I don't log in, I'm like potentially not getting that bonus and i'm not interested in like pulling for anybody right now and like i said before i have wishes saved so it's not like a huge problem but i've been feeling really weird about it so at first i was like oh maybe i will just do my dailies and it felt like such a chore which i was like this is making things worse (laughs) this is objectively worsening the problem so i'm i'm just trying not to play right now 
I was interested in playing a little bit like a couple days ago when I logged in once and I played for like an hour, which was pretty nice. And then I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know that I want to come back just yet. Have not been playing Genshin very consistently. I mean, my situation is not the same as Layla's, but I mean, I've been traveling. I've had a lot of personal life updates and just like, you know, it's been like kind of hard to find time to like sit down and play the game despite being really excited like me being excited for um when bloom and the event's going on um that said it's not my first big break from genshin like people may recall like i <laughs> took a long enough break at the end of last year that it triggered the welcome back event so you know i've been there but since like it sounds like it's layla's like first big break like i'm curious like how do you feel about it? Other, like, do you do you have a plan for getting back into it? Or are you just taking it by vibes? Are we canceling the podcast? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is our last episode. Thank you for coming to this announcement. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, Genshin used to be... I mean, I, I played Genshin because I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it used to be a source of so much fun. So starting to feel like guilt around not playing it I was like okay something is wrong like I feel like I'm gonna poison the relationship if I keep going so that's why I've been giving myself like time to really step away from it but I'm I mean I'm I'm hoping I miss it like I'm hoping I go wow I can't believe I haven't played in two weeks like I'm so excited to hop back in um I think one of the things that's been a little difficult and this is like purely of my own doing is that like I I'm so particular about who I pull for while I wait for C6 Zhongli that I like don't get interested in that many characters. And so I think the fact that I'm so close to like that goal, maybe I will like give myself some more room to just like throw a couple wishes here and there. Like who cares? Um, and then also I think the five week banner portions that they did for a bit, like really got me used to that faster cadence. And you're like, oh, it's just like a week difference. But it really felt more... I don't know, like there was just more to do. It was almost like too much to do. So I'm not saying we should necessarily go back to that, but I felt that switch back to six. I felt it pretty like heavily. Like <laughs> it felt heavy on me. Oh yeah. And I mean, for me, I would say Genshin is the first like live game that I've played like consistently. Obviously other live games we've mentioned on this podcast, I've like played intermittently, but I would say Genshin is the one I've been like the most consistent with. And of course, um, Hoyoverse has a lot of mechanics that make you like feel like you have to be playing daily. In fact, like the, for those who don't know, the like welcome back event is literally like a series of like daily challenges because they know that like in terms of retaining character characters, in terms of retaining um, players, like, having people who play every single day is like kind of key like they really like want you to be obsessed with the game and to be fair I am but I think also as someone who has taken big breaks from Genshin before it like it like I don't know I feel like I know for me that like there are parts of the year where I simply just don't have time to play Genshin or don't have the energy or like whatever it may be and then like I know I'll like come back for like certain like yearly events um the Fontaine event like if we were if either of us were in a funk before the 4.0 um update came out like I know for a fact we would both be on that shit back then and yeah I mean 
it sounds like we are of the same mind, which is not that surprising because we are pretty good friends. People don't mind me flexing that. Yeah, I feel like we're very similarly minded, which is like as soon as it starts to feel bad is probably when you need to start like taking a break. Um, yeah, and I, I also feel that for free to play characters, Genshin kind of creates, I hate saying this because I don't actually know what people usually use this phrase for, but like a scarcity mindset where it's like, oh, I always have to be grinding for primo gems. I always have to be grinding for like weekly boss drops because it takes so long to get like someone's talents from six to like 10 if that's your goal um and so it's really freeing and nice to like take a break from it and like let your appreciation for the game sort of like come back over time yeah for a while I thought I might be getting out of the funk because I was like oh I want to run an artifact domain today and then I ran an artifact domain and got garbage and I went nope we're back yeah (laughs) we're back in the trenches I so Layla, have you ever played, like, another live game, like, very consistently like this? Not really. I mean, I played Tears of Themis for a bit, which is yeah. the other Hoyoverse live game, and I definitely fell out of that. But that was, like, a mechanic that I was never going to be fully invested in. It was, like, just the card game aspect, basically. Um, but no, I mean, I haven't... I mean, uh, I played World of Warcraft for a long time. I'm not sure that would be considered a live game, I because at the would. time that I played it, it was pre-subscription. Oh, okay. So I just had, like, the pack that i i bought um the lich king (laughs) that was the one but i mean i played that and like i i constantly think about going back to it i'm always one major inconvenience away from playing world of warcraft again but no i mean i really i think my preference i've always liked genshin as a story-based game um and the live nature of it for me is just that the story comes out in chapters so i think i'm not super uh i don't have a big penchant for live games personally yeah yeah um we have a mutual friend my partner actually who plays who's been playing destiny like basically since the first game very regularly and it's really interesting hearing about sort of like the different perspectives between two like in terms of gameplay very dissimilar live games but then like hearing how similar the like community struggles are the burnout struggles and i think it's just like it's just like a part of it. Like people get really excited around big updates or big characters. Um, and like, it's very normal to take breaks. Like, I don't know. I feel like specifically for me, um, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to go back to playing Genshin, if not daily, weekly, like after this goes out. But there are like definitely stretches of times where I'm like, dude, just like doing commissions, like doing the same commissions I've been doing for like the past year. It like really like grinds my gears. Yes. Um, specifically the story ones where it's like, oh, I've done this story like 800 times it feels and I have to sit through the same like dialogue options every time. Um, yes. Like that can really get to me. But I think, yeah, for me, when I'm in that vibe, I'm like, cool, we'll just like do like the bare minimum today like sometimes there are like yes Genshin players who would be like horrified to hear this but like a lot of days like I don't do anything with my resin like if I'm like yeah I'm not really feeling it then we just don't do it or we like pair it with YouTube or a podcast or like something else that I like want to do but I think once Genshin feels like a chore like you don't have to you don't have to play it every day yeah you don't have to do your chores you heard it here first, <laughs> folks tell your parents um yeah I think that's think that's the moral you know if it's if it becomes tiresome leave it's it's not going anywhere don't they have like a 10-year plan yeah 
you know, you can come back. So we'll see. I'm hoping to come back. I'm hoping by the next podcast episode, I'll be like, oh, 3.6 is coming out and blah, blah, blah. So fingers crossed. Friends. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? Listeners? I actually, one more thing. It's not really advice or anything, but um, I just remembered I track... (laughs) This is so dumb. I track if I play Genshin in my um, habit tracker. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I can, like, see the moment I stopped playing Genshin. And if I Mm. go back to, like, February 1st, Mm. I would say I played Genshin every day in February. Yeah, basically every day in February. I missed two days. Mm. So I think, Mm. one, I've been very busy with my personal life in March. But also, like coming off of that i'm like that's not very normal for me it makes a lot of sense that i probably also burned out from the game yeah that it's definitely crazy. i played it every it's single good to know. day you can literally see where it like drops off too that's so funny <laughs> so other than not playing genshin what else have we been doing what else have we been doing um i mean I can tell you, I've been just playing Pokemon. Hell yeah. I'm really close to really close to the full Pokedex. I'm really excited. I've been watching a bunch of Poke YouTubers. Watching them YouTubers has led me to watching Super Mario Odyssey speedruns for some reason. Don't ask me the connection. It's just the same people. <laughs> and uh, I want to play Super Mario Odyssey again. Do it. I am like looking for my... I know I have a physical game copy, but it's probably in a box somewhere. So it, I got to find it. It's... And then next time I'll tell you all about yes. it. It's such like a fun... like. Like, it's, like, a perfect length game, I feel. And it has, like, speedrunning potential and, like, the, like, all of those extra moves you find in the end game. It's, like, genuinely, like, the perfect yeah. game, I feel. Yeah. I found out there's 880 moves. I think I have, like, 200 Well, yeah, because you, like, need a small fraction to, like, finish yeah, the game. Finish. And then there's so many afterwards. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, would really love to hear about you replaying that game. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon with Layla. Um, Layla's way further in the Pokedex than I am, but I don't know. Um, but I've actually gotten really into a mobile game that's been out for a very long time called Beat Stars. Um, Beat Stars is a little tappy tappy rhythm game on your phone. Um, it's it's hard to explain. I mean, it's not hard to explain the appeal. Like, a rhythm game is a rhythm game. It's fun. Beatstar specifically has some sort of insane licensing deal where they have a bunch of radio songs, like, from Ariana Grande and, like, a bunch of throwback songs. And, like, like they have a lot of popular songs on it. Um, so I was super, super into it for two weeks. Um, there is sort of, like, uh, a leveling curve, basically, so that slowed me down a little, but like, yeesh, it's a really fun game. It's like, yeesh. um, yeah, if you're looking for <laughs> a very different kind of mobile game that is, uh, uh, doesn't really require a lot of payments, I personally don't feel pressure to buy things from it. Um, yeah, Beat Stars. I will say, uh, wild thing about Beat Stars, I didn't realize like there's a latency lag between um wearing Bluetooth headphones and like using your phone. It makes sense if I think about it, but I didn't mm. realize it until I played Beat Stars and I was like, oh, like I'm doing really poorly on these more difficult levels. And then I played without the like Bluetooth headphones, just the speaker, and immediately I did like so much better. So play Beat Stars with wired headphones, y'all. Okay, good to know. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at AdAstraPodcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to know when the next episode is live and to show your support. And thank, and thank you, you for, for completing, completing your, your daily, daily commissions. commissions.